For the second straight night, the San Jose Sharks go to the shootout and are not victorious. We'll talk about another crazy night for Eric Carlson, the second leading goal scorer in the National Hockey League. We'll get to all that and a crazy third period comeback for the Sharks that comes up short right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, November 3rd, 2022. Your San Jose Sharks lose to the Florida Panthers by the score of 4-3. to three. This is Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive post game after each and every game. So if you want to be part of the show, Teal together and join the conversation on the YouTube page or on the app with fellow Sharks fans all over Sharks territory. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if, of course, you want to support the podcast, you can always hit us up with a YouTube Super Chat or a Venmo donation at tealtownusa. And with that, I say hello to Mr. Ian Reed. Hello. <laughs> Delayed. <laughs> I look at my camera. Eh? <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> man, oh man, uh, game that kind of started off a little slow, and and then the sharks just came on. Uh, I, I want to say the last forty minutes, but then you know they kind of got sidetracked in the middle of that second period frame. But uh, overall, uh. uh a nice loser point, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we here, here's what we, we we need to start somewhere else because the game was fine, but like ESPN sucks. <laughs> like ESPN sucks. Like I was told that you know, in order for hockey to be important, it has to be on ESPN. True. Which I don't agree with. I think it's stupid. Like I just think it's a very 1980s way of looking at sports. Because I think ESPN. I think. All these things are kind of overrated at this point. But, like, ESPN, the production awful, like, is awful. And I'm not, like, I'm not going to beat up on, on Leia Hextall, which I could do. But I'm not going to. Because there's so much worse going on. Like, this is the third game that we've had on ESPN. For, and this isn't even talking about scheduling the first game of a doubleheader at 8 o'clock Eastern giving it absolutely <laughs> no chance to finish on time. Like, at least when NBC did it, like, they started games at a reasonable time. So, like, right. yeah, there'd be overtime, and sometimes we'd miss a little bit of, of action, but they would generally shuffle it to another channel, and you could watch it, which, if you're streaming, like, if you're watching on the NHL package, no, you got to watch the other game, even though you're set up for, for that game. And, but, like, just the technical issues... The fact that it feels like every time by the end of the first period, the audio is like 90 seconds out of sync with the play. Like, they're just awful. And then tonight, like, I didn't have this problem, but I saw a lot of my Twitter feed where people got their... They, like, they just cut away from the game. It's like, well, you know, the game's scheduled over. It's the Sharks and the Panthers. No one really cares. Like, I, I just... I can't... 
I can't get over how shit ESPN has been. Like, TNT has been way better. Like, I think TNT, their, their intermission is more entertaining. I think production-wise, it's way better. It doesn't have nearly the number of issues that ESPN has. And that's not even... And, and TNT has better commentators, too. Uh, yeah, uh, I completely agree. Um, I don't know what's going on with my mic. It's not coming in on for some odd reason. Uh, give me a sec here. But I, we've had the frustrations with ESPN. And yeah, because they suck. Like, they should be embarrassed by how shit their production has been. Yeah, and I see, I'm getting texts left and right uh, from Ruben. It's like, it's always streaming season. Your event has ended uh, <laughs> for some odd reason here. Um, yeah. Let me r fix my mic. I don't know why it's not coming in on there, so I apologize doing this while I'm on the air because it seems like it's not connecting to my Scarlet. For some odd reason, how do I sound to you, Ian? I, you sound I, fine to me. You can't. You kind of like. You get a little like airy, a little bit like there's some, I don't know, backgroundish noise every once in a while. But like other than that, like I, I'm not having any issues. Yeah, oh, well, that's good. Other well, than these fuckers at ESPN. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Tell me how you really feel there, bud. I, I just, I'm so glad. Like, I hope that we are done with these ESPN games, because they're fucking terrible. I think we have three more. Oh, uh, for fuck's sakes. Why, who wants to watch the fucking Sharks to begin with? Why Why are the Sharks on We National do, TV? for crying out loud. I, well, I do, but I picked this. I chose this. As a Sharks fan, I chose this misery. Why are we subjecting them to a national audience? Uh, well, you know, it's... Uh, it's a rarity. It, hey, we get to be on. Um, we get to be on. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, TNT for the first time this year. So. Yeah. Anywho, um, I'm trying to fix this up here. How about now? Hopefully that'll get going. Yeah, nothing's happening for me. Uh, my apologies, gang. I will do my best to uh, fix this up as we go on, but let's get into the first period, shall we? Uh, okay. You know, 19 to 9 in shots uh, for mm -hmm. the first period. Um, what did you think of the the the, the match penalty to uh, Cunning? Deserved. You see, a, you think a suspension's coming? Because I didn't think he made. Um, I don't think he meant to hit him. Coming. Probably a fine. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a suspension. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, the wheel of justice in the NHL we know is, is really finicky. Um, I don't think there's going to be a suspension there, but I, you never know. I mean, throw a dart. And um, I didn't hit. Like, like, the hit not a great hit. Um, and I think it's the uh, it that I got. Um, I deserve the that he got. Unfortunately, um, do I think he was trying to 
injure him. No, I don't think he was headhunting or anything like that. I think it was just kind of a hockey play gone wrong. But, um, you know, the NHL is trying to minimize contact to the head. And there was definitely head contact there. So, yeah, I, I'm not upset about the uh, I'm not upset about it. At first, and, and I think I got my, my mic to go there, so apologies uh, for that early on, folks. Uh, my my thought was, you know, that's gonna you're hitting your head, you're hitting the head. I, I I didn't think he was making it, um, you know, early on. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he makes a blow. He's out for the rest of the game. Uh, Cunnings out, and I'll give kudos to that number two PK. I mean, they held him off for about the last thirty one seconds until. Uh, Barkov made it one nothing. Yeah, I mean, good. It was a good penalty kill um, for the Sharks, and you know, but eventually, like Barkov got left way too open, um, and there should have been. I'm not sure who lost it. I think it might have been Benino lost his guy in that situation. But um, yeah, a good, a good penalty kill but but like you can't give a guy like barkov that kind of space and time uh he's gonna bury it more often than not and i think this was probably the only goal where i didn't really fault reimer because i don't think reimer had a particularly good night tonight um but this wasn't on him no i think he was open he, he needed some help but i don't think anybody came out to help him in that one uh so that made it one nothing after one then the sharks turned it on I, I think I I think it was like let me look at my notes here. They were out shooting Florida eleven one in the second period. Yeah, but when they it's funny though because I think when they were out shooting the Panthers at that point, like a lot of those shots weren't dangerous. Right, and that's what I was gonna say. It's it, they they had a lot of shots, but nothing that was going to you know make make us say Bobrovsky's off the force, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Florida came on, had like 13 and the next 14 shots, and then they get Radko Gudas out of nowhere, gets his, what, his his one or two goals a year on a on a seeing-eye shot. And, yeah, I think and with you, Reimer wasn't his best game, but that's the one that I think he was. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of and I said this after that goal, right? Like, it's really hard. Like, I'm not going to get on here. Like, I, I, I will be honest, and I don't think this was Reimer's best game but i'm not gonna sit here and and get super pissy about it because like i like i said i tweeted this out after that goal it's like it's hard to get mad at a guy who's done the lion's share of the work so far this season like uh i mean like even when the sharks were complete ass before eric carlson got going before you know what i mean before timo got going like james reimer has been the most consistent guy all season so it's hard to get really pissy at james reimer for not having a good game. And I think like, again, to, tonight was this is, was this his best game? No. Is, would it, is it something where I think James Reimer should just put it in the rear view and forget about it? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think he's been fine and I'm not, I'm not concerned about James Reimer going forward. No, I mean, and you can, you can even play devil's advocate and say, Hey, he kept them in this game where, where he stopped 41 shots yeah. on goal and, and kept them in it. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it just, it was tough. It was tough to see some of those go in. And 
I was expecting one of these guys to kind of take the lead. Reimer, I think, is kind of the default right now mm-hmm. because he has the victories. But, you know, at the same time, you're you're hoping that Kakinen would take that next step. You would hope Reimer would just be... I mean, Reimer yeah. has been lights out, but it's like, shoot, man. Yeah, I mean, in Kakinen's last game... Um... I mean, I wasn't on, but like Kakinen's last game wasn't good. Like, I I appreciated Kakinen showing solidarity as defenseman by being just out of position on a lot of those goals against last game. Um, I I do appreciate that solidarity with his with his blue line. Uh, Ricky Barton Slager saying, "Reimer's going to cost us in the draft. We should move him ASAP." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I get that, but at the same time, like again, like look at like this team like this is the perfect outcome right lose entertaining games true which they did like tonight was it like tonight was an entertaining game like i don't feel like because you don't want to feel like i don't want to come on here and feel like i wasted my evening right Right. like i don't want to feel like i'm going to come on here and, and try and be super angry over a team that we know is bad, right? Like I want to be, I still want to be entertained. And if we can be entertaining and lose at the same time, fantastic. Like, I don't, I don't want to come on and feel like, I don't like, I know some people are like, Oh man, I wish they would just get destroyed. Right. But I don't want to watch the sharks lose nine, nothing every night. Like (laughs) there's, I have way, way better things to do with my time than watch that team so we did i'm not gonna get mad ago. when they lose well yeah but i mean like i'm not gonna get you know what i mean like I, I i understand people where people are coming from but if they lose entertaining games i'm a happy camper gotcha uh if someone wants to take ek salary and give us a decent return i'm all for it i think we've kind of been seeing a little bit more of this on social media as he's gotten gotten on on a run here and and the sharks did that in the third period after uh radko gudas uh boarded timo meyer late in the second Mm -hmm. and then forsling takes a puck over glass penalty uh set up a sharks five on three timo meyer starting to come up starting to get going we we yeah i was like and and i think you know and i and this I'm I'm not gonna pat myself on the back too hard here, but like this is why I wasn't worried about Timo. I knew it was eventually going to come together and he was gonna get going. Um that's why I wasn't worried about Timo. I'm I'm a lot more worried about Couture at this point, but I you know, Timo Timo coming on, like it's nice that he's come on when he when he has, but it was something like it was an inevitability. Like he, he wasn't gonna stay off the score sheet because he's a he's a goal scorer, uh, and he's a very good goal scorer in this league. Who are you more concerned with, Couture or Hurdle? Hurdle's only had that one goal in Prague, and that was it. Mm, I'm not worried about Hurdle either. I'm not really worried about Hurdle. No. When, when, not yet. When would you get start uh, to get worried with him? Um, I think when you look at... The thing with Hurdle is... I don't think he's gotten like I don't think he's gotten a lot of grade A chances. Like there was a couple times tonight where like I think I can't remember like on the power play when I think it was Carlson or Timo got Couture the puck and he just didn't know what to do with it. Like, you know, the I the 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 Couture that I remember would have just shot that thing immediately and probably right. scored. 
And there was, you know, I, if I start seeing stuff like that from Hurdle, I think I would be concerned. But I don't, I, I don't think, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really worried about Hurdle. I don't know. I'd have to look at the underlying numbers, but I think Hurdle's been fine. I just think that, you know, he's a guy that teams are going to hone in on. And then they're going to hone in on Meyer too. So, um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not concerned about Hurdle yet. I haven't seen things in Hurdle's game that really concern me, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, I I think that's fair. Uh, in in that sense, if you're if you're not, I I to me just from the optics, it's like you haven't scored a a goal on North American soil yet. Yes, you had mm-hmm. a couple of assists uh, Tuesday night against Anaheim, which is always nice. You love to see it. Uh, but you know, it just you know, I just get a little concerned when when these guys go on a on a deep double digit dry spell, as to, as uh, Hurdle is your main guy who who you know he's not getting traded. We know that we heard that already, right? Uh, according to Pierre LeBron, you know. Um, but getting back to the third period, then the Sharks who had only scored three goals in the third period, scored three in the third. He, we talked about the Meyer one to, to make it 2-1. Then Carlson with the nice little seeing-eye shot that, that beats Bobrovsky uh, to tie it up at 2-2. And, and then, what? Matt Benning? Yeah. What? Where did this come from? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, look at blind squirrel finds a nut. Uh, obviously the Eric Carlson goal was really nice and the setup from Eric Carlson was really good. But what really impressed me, I think about this Matt Benning goal was, I think, you know, when you're a guy like that, who doesn't really score a lot of goals, I think it's like been a hundred games since he scored. Um, but I thought like Benning played it absolutely perfectly. He was really patient, waited for the right time to shoot, took the shot at the perfect time. And I'm, you know, I wasn't surprised that the Sharks crawled back in this because if there's a goalie who's going to give up a game, Sergei Bobrovsky is probably the most overpaid goaltender in the NHL. Um, I don't think he's particularly good. I mean, he's good, but he's not like, I think when you, when the chips are down, he's not the guy that I would want to go to. He is a very much a roller coaster goaltender. He'll have, yeah. one, he'll have a Vesna type ear and then he'll be Martin Jones. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, granted, Martin Jones got a freaking shutout tonight against Minnesota. So, we'll yeah, get... again, blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so, Sharks had a lead three-two until Connor Verhage, who was one of my faves on this on this roster uh, for the Panthers, ties it up his fifth. The yeah, from overtime. that angle, that goal can't go in. Like, it was a good shot. Like, I'm not going to take anything away from Carter Verhey. That was a hell of a shot. But that, you're not, you shouldn't get beat from angles like that. My, my question is, is now the, the concern for the Sharks as they went into overtime, you take a, you take a rough hella dudes penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Of, of course, then, then, then there was a brutal makeup call there uh, on, on Florida to, to go back to three on three. Yeah, I mean, Bobrovsky kind of held the puck there for a while, and I think that's kind of what led to the three-on-three because he kind of got to hold the puck for a long time without getting a whistle and then decided he was going to then decide, oh, no, play on. And I thought that, like, you shouldn't, when you have three players on the ice, you shouldn't have too many men on the ice. Counting to three is really easy. Um, But (laughs) I, I... 
think that probably I think Bobrovsky kind of played a factor in that and the Sharks I they did kind of get job there. Yeah. Uh so they, nothing really happened on the power play as as it was very brief and then a 3 on 3 they go to the shootout. Yeah. Um you know a, a lot of people I see in here I shoe shine you know, saying we know why LeBanc is bad because he's only good when Burns is with him. Caroline could trade him for, be good for them. Uh, your question on, you know, I know AJ was, you know, saying I'm concerned that Quinn is thinking correctly, throwing LeBanc into the shootout twice. I mean, I think he's trying to going. And LeBanc, I think LeBanc's shootout record isn't terrible. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Um, for for a guy who's not like I've always said like LeBanc isn't a trigger man, he's 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 more of a passer than a trigger guy, um and the, the, so for him to have success you know you need people to give the puck to, um I think I think Quinn is just trying to get him going I do you like it no but I mean I think the guys that you'd want to shoot tonight I still think all shot. Like you probably don't want to go to LeBanc exactly where you did, but I I think the guys who shot tonight are the guys you kind of want to shoot, um, you know. And I think, I mean, if I was coaching the Sharks, I would just start every overtime with with Timo Hurdle and Carlson, <laughs> and you know, I so I was kind of scratching my head a little bit at like who he started with. I think it was like Sturm and Nieto, Nieto and Ferraro. And Ferraro and I'm like okay and I don't know if like uh, and again I don't know I'm not David Quinn but I I wondered if he thought like maybe you know he thought Flaro was gonna throw their top guys on and if he could if the Sharks could survive then you know he could go back to that three after and get like a more ideal pairing for them True. I don't know I'm not trying to make excuses for David Quinn I just you know I just I think I wonder what the play is and I could kind of see that as a strategy um but you know you can't get scored on uh, yeah. that's the that's the problem with that on a night where i again i don't think james reimer was particularly good um i don't think you want to um i i don't know if that would be my strategy um i'd be curious to see what quinn's uh take on that was though yeah i'm i'm really curious to see what he was trying to do there i mean if you're if you're going to get lebank going are you going to try to get hurdle going are you going to try to get noah gregor going mm-hmm. um you know i i think i i was trying to do this mid, middle of the game but uh i believe uh with everything going on the sharks have scored uh, about 30 goals 19 or 20 of them excuse me 20 of them because of the meyer goal tonight mm-hmm. uh, 20 of them are from forwards 10 or 11, I believe, are from the defense. And 10 of those are Eric Carlson. Yes. Who, believe it or not, folks, is the second leading goal scorer in the National Hockey League right now. <laughs> I The guy has been on a has been, has been on a yeah, roll. It's, it's been fun, right? Like, I think it's been it's been good. I think, you know, I, I think it's fun. Like, it's obviously... You want, you know, the the thing that everyone keeps saying is, I wish you would just earn his contract. Well, he's, you know, I mean, I'm sure the goals will, the goalposts will shift somewhere else now. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, obviously, look at when the Sharks do good, it's good. When, when players who are paid to do well, do well, I mean, that's what you want to see. And I think, you know, um, can Eric Carlson keep up this tear? I 
don't know. I mean, it would be fun, but like at some point yeah. he's going to cool off. Right. And then the goal will still shift back and we'll all be angry again. <laughs> so, or, we'll, or, or we'll be angry that we're getting points because fucking Eric Carlson can't stop scoring. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck that guy. Uh, away, right? Carlson, seven goals, four assists in his last four games. Give credit to Timo Meyer. He has come on strong now after that one yeah. goal, four goals in his last four games. So again, I, I agree with you on in the sense that if we're gonna lose, l- lose, lose entertaining games. Exactly. Like if, if, again, you know, like I'm not too concerned about like these one. Like yeah, I mean, look at every team is gonna get points, right? Like this isn't the old days where people just tied or you just lost, right? Like everyone, like if you get to overtime, you're gonna get a point. But I don't. I'm not worried that these points are gonna are gonna screw up because again, I think like a lot of people are really honed in on Connor Bedard and Connor Bedard is a hell of a player. But like, if you finish in that top five, you're getting a player like Connor Bedard would be really, really nice. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Connor Bedard. Cause I think he's really great. But like, if you, you know, if you finish one to five, you're still getting a decent player. Um, and again, like the draft is the thing you worry about at the end of the season. And I'll just, you know, that's the way, it's the way I'm always going to kind of approach it, right? Like, I'm never going to come on here and be like, God, I hope the Sharks lose and I hope they get destroyed because I don't want I don't want to watch them get blown out. Like, I'd rather them be entertaining. And again, like, I don't have faith that this team is going to rack up enough. Like, I'm not worried about this. Like, I am not cheering this team thinking, oh, man, they're going to sneak into the playoffs. No, they're not. They've won three games. Uh, three eight and two they have eight points only yeah, oh no oh no arizona anaheim and columbus uh have fewer i mean with san jose how if you were to do the simulator right now if you were to do tankathon right now the sharks have the second best odds at 13 november but again it's november so yeah there's a lot like there's a lot of there's a lot of season left so i'm not gonna i'm not sweating these points like i understand if if you are in like the absolute we must get bedard and that is the be all and end all of the season i i get it right but again it's a lottery you're not guaranteed just because you finish last doesn't mean you're gonna pick first overall yeah and you're guaranteed you can't drop any more than two or three spots now if you're in, in the spot where the Sharks set with the second best odds, they can only go down like mm-hmm. four. So you're getting something, which is good. Yeah, you're like I said, the, the Sharks are going to like if the Sharks keep on this pace, it's going to be fine. They're going to get a good player in the draft and everything's going to be fine. And hopefully, you know, like this isn't a super long term thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I I think we all know. I think everybody's gushing because Bedard could be that generational player that go. That he's can... not. I don't think he's generational though. I hate generational gets thrown out so fucking much right now, and I just I don't think as many players are generational as people think are. Oh. I think he's very very good, and like oh like here. It's like, okay, maybe you're not going to get fucking Connor McDavid, right? Because I don't think he's Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's a generational fucking player. Sidney Crosby is a generational player. But, oh no, you might end up with Nathan McKinnon. Fuck, that's the worst thing ever, isn't it? (laughs) 
right? <laughs> oh no. Oh no, man. I didn't I I you know, I I he's not Connor McDavid, but maybe Steven Stamkos. You know what I mean? Like Right. Well, I mean, remember how how everybody was gushing over Vincent LeCavalier that he was like this mega guy. I mean, hell, look at Lind- Lindros way back in the yes. They call him the next sure. one. Yeah, of course. So, um, but you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away from, like, I think Connor Bedard is a hell of a player, an elite talent. I just don't like it. I just think generational is a term that gets thrown around way, way, way too often. That's all. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Um, did, did you happen to see what the lightning award tonight as all these reverse retros start coming into play? Because, um, oh, those those white storm jerseys looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're they're nice. I don't know, man. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I, I I like the ones that are actually like actually retro. Because like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I don't like some of them aren't. I don't know. Some of them like I just feel like they just kind of did whatever the fuck they want. No, no, trust me. Like the like the orange, the sunset. Uh, coyote one that they have uh, I, I mean it's fine but it's fine like it is it is a it, it is a throwback to the like that weird era in the 90s where we made really funny looking sweaters <laughs> oh like the first ever... it was like pretty much that was like the, the the original like third sweaters right yeah like that was kind green. of like the they're very weird. Like it, it, they're fine. It's fine. I don't. I don't want to get too much into that. Gotcha. No, I was just kind of going around the league. I didn't want to do a full on wrap around, but like we mentioned, I saw those where Tampa lost in the shootout. Martin mm-hmm. Jones gets a shutout, which begs the question: Is the bet still on for this season? No, and I'm like, like I want. I wasn't got sure. Some Martin Jones stats here for a second. Like, if even if it was, all right. <laughs> like, even if it was, I'm not Martin trying Jones to get you currently off has. <laughs> wait for it. A point eight nine three save percentage. Like, even if it was still on, I would win. Like, it doesn't matter. Martin Jones is not a good goalie. This is what that whole experiment was supposed to show. It didn't matter where he went. He's still Martin Jones. Yeah. Okay, I'm not trying to get you going, dude. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck uh, his agent for never calling me. Ah, uh, jeez. Um, Carlson said dryly about setting an NHL scoring record for defensemen in a loss. Great. When I'm 50 years old, I'll look back and be happy about it. And yeah, I, I mean, it's winning, right? Like, these guys, the thing is about tanking, and this is the one thing that I think people always sometimes we'll forget the players never tank like the the guys on the ice want to win that is the way they're wired that's how you get to the end you don't get to the nhl if you're just like man whatever they, they want to keep their jobs well right and they're, they're, they're competitive guys like you don't make it to the nhl if you're not a competitive guy so yeah obviously look at eric carlson they, they want to win games they don't care about the draft whatever right like management Management can be like, yeah, we're going to set up a team that's absolutely going to fail. But the players never want to fail. Like the, the players never tank. It's the management that makes the conditions prime for it. Gotcha. Uh, Quinn has said uh, Vlasic suffered a lower body injury. Hope he's ready for Saturday. Uh, he wasn't out yeah. there really for the third period or overtime, of course, and was briefly out for the second period. 
Yeah, um, I, we did a we did a TTG last night, uh, Teal Tinted Glasses, for anyone who hasn't saw it. And we talked a little bit about the Barracuda. Uh, well, a lot about the Barracuda, let's be honest. Um, and the one thing that like, we all kind of agreed on is like, that's not really good for anybody if plastic's out because um, they're already missing Nudavara. And the Barracuda's blue line is not very deep. Like, I think if you like if you look for flaws on that team i think the blue lines as deep as a puddle and if you call up a guy um like orion merkley or hataka for example i think that like i think that makes it a lot more difficult for them to win games because they're going to have a hard time uh transitioning the puck up to the offense and i think a good transition game is key in the modern game um, and I know there was a game where the Barracuda were, were without Hataka and it was very obvious they were without Hataka and it didn't, it wasn't a good night for them. And I know they're kind of on a, on a little bit of a skid now. So, um, I think for my sake, I just, I hope that, you know, Flastic comes back and we don't have to pillage or what's an already shallow Barracuda blue line. That being said, obviously, I understand the relationship between the AHL and the big club, and this is what the AHL club is there for. Um, but I'd like to see one team win. That'd I'm going to nice. watch a game every night of the week. Like <laughs> One of them should win. I completely agree. The Cuda are at 4-2-1, and one, good for nine points in the in third in the Pacific uh, with a hot Tucson Roadrunners team that's six and one and, and an even hotter Ontario rain squad that's seven and one. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I think their next game is Sunday. Uh, they are in yeah, the saddle dome against the former uh, in Calgary and then Tuesday in Calgary. And then I think they come back home. Yeah. To take on the team formerly known as the Stockton heat mm -hmm. who are second right now. That's what you get for leaving Northern California, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Yeah. A uh, couple more things from the locker room, AJ. Thanks, but uh, Quinn says they can't control what happens what next with Cunning. Uh, that Vlasic has a lower body injury. They hope he's ready for sat Saturday. Says EK has been playing like a Norris defenseman from the get go this season. Yeah, he's been he's been good. Like again, like Eric Carlson is what he is. He's never going to. He he's not going to be a guy who's going to dazzle you with his with his solid defensive play. Like he's there to put points up, and right. that's what he's doing. So um, I know some people are like, oh yeah, but the plus minus, like yeah, but like again, like if you're counting on Eric Carlson to stonewall people at your blue line, then you haven't watched Eric Carlson play ever in his entire career. Yeah. So uh, and Paul Maurice said that they'll reevaluate Patrick Lind. Or uh, Hornquist, excuse me. I keep thinking Lindquist when I see the QVIST. Mm -hmm. um, but he'll be reevaluated tomorrow. Uh, didn't return after that hit. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. With that. And again, like, I, I think, again, if I threw a dart right now, I'm thinking fine. But if you got a couple of games, I also would not be shocked. Right. I, I would not be shocked after all. It is the Sharks, of course. <laughs> I, well, I didn't like the hit either. Like, I'm not going to sit here and defend the hit either. Like, I don't think it was a good hit. I just, but you never know with the NHL, like, how they're going to, I'm not going to get into, like, oh, woe is me. The Sharks always get fucked by the league because I don't think that's the, I think everyone gets fucked by the league. 
we can never figure out what the league's gonna call <laughs> for crying out right. loud. Right. Like you know. So um, I don't know. Like, so uh let's see here. Just going through the chat before we get out of there. Uh Shoe Shine, we need Vlasic. He's our worst player. <laughs> I don't think he's been he hasn't I, been I, that I bad this year though. I don't think he's been that I don't think he's been I don't think he's been great. Um but I don't think he's been as bad. But again, I think when you ice guys like Matt Benning, it's you know it is what it is. Yeah. Uh from Dmitry Filipovic, the San Jose Sharks have scored thirty two goals this season. Eric Carlson has been on the ice for twenty four of them, registered a point in on eighteen of them, and scored ten on himself yeah i mean it's just it's a it's it's a ridiculous run um that again like like you want it's it's a ridiculous run um i'm sure he's not happy with how the game ended but i am (laughs) the sharks go to jeez you know this is the tough part it's like we want them we're normally we want them to win of course but at the same time it's like you know getting a top three pick wouldn't be too bad no, and again, like I think, like I still, like I still think, again, like this whole season, such a weird anomaly, like for what we're used to. Again, like I, for me, man, like I'm just enjoy the enjoy. You have to enjoy the little things, right? Right. Like, you, you have to take. You have to enjoy, like you have to still enjoy, like the nice goals. Like I, I can't, I can't follow this team and just like be like, oh, they scored. Fuck them guys. Like I just. I'm, I know there are people like that out there and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to take any shots or anything. Like I just, it's just not for me. Like I can't, I can't do this if that's the way I'd approach it. True. It's, I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, again, you do like you do you, if you are one of those people, I am not trying to like turn my nose up at you or anything like you do you let me do me. I'm not going to tell you how to fan. You don't tell right. me how to fan. Right. No, exactly. Uh, PJ48, what was the attendance tonight? 10,182. Uh, so they, they still stay above the, the 10,000 mark, but they, again, another game below the Cow Palace level, um, which will be interesting because uh, Saturday night is Los Tiburones night. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, they... they uh, Getting the press release, uh, they're they're really doubling down on on the uh, Latin Heritage Night for I think sure. There's 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 like a lot going. Like I'm not trying to defend the the attendance or make excuses for it, but like, come watch the Sharks probably lose against the Panthers or watch the World Series, right? Like there's a lot other stuff going on right now. I think that like if you had to make that choice. What are you choosing? Like, obviously, we chose what we chose because we're well, sure. Done. Like, this is all. This is all I do. I watch hockey, but I I wonder if I wonder if once some of these other things stop happening, if like attendance kicks up a little bit, but maybe not. Because again, like it's like come and deal with that, or I don't know. The other thing too, and we've been we've mentioned this before. The Niners are on a run, even though they're on a bye week this week. The Warriors have been okay, but they're still, mm-hmm. you know, world champs. I mean, it's 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 not like you don't have anything else right now going on in the Bay Area. I mean, 
College basketball hasn't started. College football, I don't even know how Cal and Stanford are really doing. Know. You know, um, I, I, you know, I can't wait for for the CFL playoffs this weekend. But you know, um, my Saskatchewan Rough Riders aren't playing in it. Uh, but I mean, there, there's gotta, there's gotta be something that's gonna tick soon. But yeah. Three eight and two is not going to help you out. I, I think, area. like honestly, like I thought the I thought the attendance would be kind of lower this year. So I think, like, it's not good, right? Like, it's not good for an arena that fits as many people as the CP Center does. But like, it's I don't think it's terrible. Like, again, like someone in the chat said, you know, like uh, non traditional team, non traditional market weeknight. I don't. think It could be worse. I think attendance could be worse. Is it what could I'm be to say. worse. It could be worse, and I think that's why. The you know the brass like I would always... be worried if like a team like whose fans travel well like if Toronto like Chicago yeah. Toronto Detroit Detroit right yeah Detroit Detroit like Detroit fans always seem to the to come at SAP in numbers right um so I would be really worried like if they were pulling those kind of numbers when those teams kind of roll in. Yeah, that, I mean, it'll be nice to see a full crowd, but, you know, you're going to get a loud crowd like you did for Toronto not too long ago, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Perez, does anyone know if they're selling numbered Evolve jerseys at the tank yet? I think they just started to. I did see some hurdle ones last week when I was at the games, uh, but I also heard that they are finally doing heat press. They're finally getting in. Um, I will say, last time I checked with uh, the Sharks, Pro Shop um, management, they said if you want to get your your jersey sewn, it's going to be eight to ten weeks. Uh, and unfortunately, because of supply chain issues, they can't get uh, the Cuda jerseys. The brand new Cuda jerseys won't be in until probably the new year. If you even look at Sharks Pro Shop, so it's a quite a bummer because you roll out, you're going to roll out six jerseys, and only three of them will be available. Uh, for your holiday shopping, who's who's running the shit? ESPN. <laughs> oh wow, uh, Aramark is is running it. So, uh, but uh, but that's more of a CCM thing with the CUDA stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully they have they are they are doing pre orders for numbered um, uh, reverse retro, uh, and I'm inclined to get a Carlson. One for that one before they before they trade him for a first round pick and they're, the they're not trading Aaron Carlson for fuck's sakes. No, there's no, for there's fuck's just sakes. It's just trying to get him a little bit going for you guys. Come on now. So, uh, so with that, I think we're gonna get out. Of, oh, uh, Rudolph Balser is making his return. One block, one giveaway, one takeaway. Twelve twenty-two time on ice. Yeah, look at. I mean, um, you know, he could have scored in his revenge game, but um, I still think. Look at. Um, I think they bought. I don't know why they bought him out. Like it just makes no sense to me. Um, I still think it was a dumb move. Like I think buying out Rudy Balsers was a dumb move, um, and I don't think they replaced him with better players. So, yeah. um, you know, um, he seems like he's doing okay in Florida, and I'm happy for him because I think he's a. You know, like he's not. He's not a star player, but he's a player that I've, I've always liked. I, I, I've always thought that was a head-scratcher, especially the amount that he was bought out at. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was it was a it was a perplexing move. 
Yeah, indeed. And there were a lot more that that um that transpired. You know, use up the Brent Burns salary to go get Matt Benning, yeah, who scored well, tonight. Yeah. Let's let's it, sure let's, we'll, great. Like, you know, and he'll score again in another 107 games when he's somehow still in the league. Still on this team, for that matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, you know, what was it? Three or four year deal, I thought? Uh, four years. Oh, lordy. Okay. Well, on that note, on that happy note, in case you missed anything or you want to just this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher. You know, all of them there, like Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Uh, of course, you know, you're watching us on YouTube right now. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that uh, notification bell. That'll notify you when we go on the air. And of course, as always, as we like to say, if you are watching us on the replay, leave a comment down below. Tell us what you think about uh Eric. Tell me I'm dumb. Just you could tell Ian he's dumb. You could tell how Eric spells his name the right way. I mean, Carlson's been on a roll. Tell us, tell us what will happen first: Carlson winning a Norris, or get traded? Who knows? I mean, come on. You could just just go off, just go crazy, as long as you don't. You, have any I, Carlson spots. winning a Norris, like, I mean, look at. I would love if Carlson won a Norris, but if you think a guy who plays it at super late at night on a on a team that's not going to make the playoffs is winning a Norris. I have a bridge to sell you. Well, the thing is, is that if he keeps putting up these numbers, I mean, you kind of have to consider it, right? Oh, I think he'd get considered, but everyone's sleeping. But, but Morgan Riley, but Morgan Riley, I mean, because Morgan Riley or, you know, Kale McCarr or, who I think is just going to have a stranglehold on the Norse forever and ever. Oh, ever. gosh. He might take over for uh, Lidstrom for that part. So, all right. With that, uh, if you haven't checked out our previous content, please do so. As Ian mentioned earlier, TTG yeah. uh, rolled last night, recapping some of the latest with the CUDA and some of the kids going on. And you guys even touched mm-hmm. it with the Sharks. So, yeah, we did, we did talk sharks for a few minutes. Um, uh, we did talk sharks for a few minutes. We talked a lot of Barracuda. Uh, Mark gave us an update on uh, how f- a few of our college prospects are doing. Uh, it was nice to have Mark on the show. Um, so yeah, definitely going to try and get TTG off the ground a little more regularly. It's just really tricky when, because um, obviously the Barracuda play on certain nights, and I would rather not do it after a Barracuda game. Um, but it's hard to fit everything in when Sundays are obviously booked off and then you have to kind of fit around after dark and after yeah. around shark games and stuff. So I'm uh, going to try and get TTG going a little more regularly uh, in the future, but it's obviously it's a it's there's a lot of things that have to kind of fall into place for it to work properly. But if you did listen to it, watch it and enjoyed it, I do thank you. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Che- definitely check that out. Of course, the Pucknologist ran on Sunday. You can recap that one. Uh, not going to say the Sunday is going to be epic, but it might be <laughs> epic if Eric Carlson keeps going with this. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, and of course, Saturday, the Ducks come back to town after this weird schedule. Oh, what is with the this freaking NHL schedule maker? I, I don't, I don't, man, like... <laughs> Again, like I know, like beating up on the schedule maker is a like a Teal Town USA specialty, 
but I I've always been of the opinion that like you have to book 32 really busy buildings and True. okay 31 in the coyotes building <laughs> oh <laughs> wow right uh, like you have to you have to schedule around like there's obviously other things that happen in most of these buildings so um i don't beat up on the schedule makers too much i think that it's it it's a shit job and i don't envy them because i don't think there's a way to make it work well um and it is what it is man true very true i know craziness but uh yeah the ducks come back to town and they got trounced tonight in vancouver eight to five so great great 130 pound trevor zegris is going to come after james ryan <laughs> oh lordy watch out that was out. great <laughs> that was great what are uh, you mad at he did he did get fined for it so Oh, Clearly, yeah, he, for a reason. well, yeah, obviously he 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 got Matt Benning inspired uh, after that little <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, Trevor Zegers is fun. Oh, love it. Love his personality for this game. I, I love it. Absolutely. So with that, he is at Ian Blogs Hockey. I am uh, at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter, the Instagram. Uh, your final thoughts, Mr. Reed. Uh, final thoughts when the sharks do good it's good but when they do good and still don't win that's even better all right and uh i have to like figure out how i'm gonna like because that that used to be the thing right like when the team was good it was like well when the sharks do good it's good show over um i had to obviously change that up a little bit so yeah when the sharks do good it's good but when they do good and lose it's even better gotcha uh i will say it's Barabanov, not Barbanov. Look, like again, the less <laughs> Sharks games on ESPN, the better. <laughs> we'll be back with you on Saturday following the Sharks and the Ducks. I believe Randy and the gang will be back for that one. Uh, 7.30 puck drop on Los Tiburones night, which means, oh, I can't wait for, for a Spanish goal. I can't wait for it. And you know we'll have it on here. So we'll be back with you on Saturday night for that one, following the Sharks and Ducks on Los Tiburones night. Uh, if you're going to the game, got a nice shirt giveaway. And uh, hey, you know what? I, I just want to say that like every every game in the NHL should be broadcasted in Spanish. Agreed. Like they, it just, it just should be a thing. It shouldn't be like a special night thing. It should be in everything, right? And I know some people are like, oh, well, you know, is is hockey very popular among, among this, like, you know, among the the Hispanic population? And it's like, do you think, like, how much hockey do you think they play in India? But we have a Punjabi um, Canucks broadcast up here, right? That, you know, it. I'm I'm sure it wasn't a hit overnight, but like, if you put things in a way that people can access it then eventually i think it it would be a net positive for the game and i think with the number of spanish people spanish speaking people especially in nhl markets that like that already exist in nhl markets the fact that you can't watch a game in spanish is just ridiculous to me and, and i mean i know Harner. oh man i'm gonna get this name wrong Harn ryan uh singh 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he first started with Hockey Night in Canada, Punjabi, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's been excellent. I know he's more on the on the West Coast side for Sportsnet, but right. He's I just, a great I just, announcer. I think that's like my always counter because it's like, oh, well, do you know do Spanish speaking people like even like hockey? And it's like it's not the point. The point is, is if you give them options, like, and, and again, like I, I, I don't know, like, but I think it's just like league wide. You should just have league wide like you should just have a spanish like even if it's even if it's just audio and you sync up your audio with the screen like whatever like i just i feel like the nhl is not doing enough in that regard because i think if you you know maybe maybe it won't be the most watched thing but i think if you have it as an option and you run it for a certain period of time someone's gonna tune in yep like the game like the game is exciting. Like if you, if I can watch the game and, and, and listen to it in my own language, like I think eventually you would bring more people in. It wouldn't be an overnight success thing. I don't think, but I think if you have it out there, I think it's only a matter of time before it would start catching on and look at all you need to do is, is make one new fan because one new fan will bring in two more new fans. We'll bring in, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. And then this is why I, you know, you guys know, obviously I'm Canadian, but like, I don't, I'm always like when people are like, oh, we need to, you know, we need to add another team in Canada. Do we? How many new fans are you making if you put another team in Toronto? Not a single fucking one. Mm-mm. Right? You're just dividing up the community with the Leafs and whoever. Right. Uh, but, you know, soapbox, I'll get off my soapbox. No, but it's, here. it's a great point, Ian, because, uh, and 21 Pucks is mentioning it too. Mm-hmm. San Jose and LA probably have the largest population of Hispanic hockey fans. Uh, they The Sharks had had them, uh, had a Spanish uh, language broadcast. I think they only did home games in 94, 95. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then ever since they started the Los Tibbs night, they've always wonder... had that option. Yeah, but I just wonder, like, uh, like, because not even just San Jose. Like, obviously, I think the California teams should easily it them. makes sense like absolutely Hell, do dallas. it dallas dallas the florida teams i think florida does have um a spanish broadcast okay well then good for them like way to go florida then smart they're doing something more than having sweet reverse retro jerseys so yeah <laughs> uh so Los tips night saturday night Go to the game, have some fun, uh, enjoy the Latin heritage that they're going to be sharing all over the place. Free t-shirts as well. Uh, of course, the warm-ups. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but after the game, you know, make sure you hit us up on the YouTube channel. And uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. That will notify you when we do go on the air. Hopefully after a Sharks win or tie. or Well, not tie, but... Another shootout loss. And mm-hmm. Yeah, knows? so some people are saying in the chat, like, there's definitely um, options out there, but I don't think they're, you like, apparently it's on the Sharks Audio Network, but, like, that's the first I've heard of it. Isn't that, like, should I have not heard of it before then? I, and maybe Vegas does it too. I don't know. I just think it should be a league-wide thing. Like, again, I, yeah. I think it should be a league-wide thing, and I think they should make more of a point of letting people know. Because I don't be... think they do a great job of, you know, saying so. It it should be something that's well known, not that we have to guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's so, all. So we'll be back. Soapbox over. <laughs> 
We'll be back with you Saturday night following Sharks and Ducks. That's a 7.30 puck drop in San Jose, the finale of their six-game road or homestand. Seems like a road trip because it hasn't been wonderful. Uh, so until then, it's been, you know, terrific. I mean, great. Yay. One win, two shootout losses. Yay. Two out of ten points. Okay, I gotta remember. We're Hook it ahead. into my veins. Yeah, I know. It's it just seems you know reverse psychology on me with all that. So until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Saturday night. <laughs>